Hi, this is Madeline, a.k.a. Groisha, founder of Growing With The Seasons. Our new voice, Season 1, is the foundation of the intergenerational conversation. It's been in my heart to do. We need more mirrors and voices to inspire our choices. For in the reflection of each other, we all grow wiser. I know I have. To learn more or get involved in this and other co-creations and conversations, check out the website gwtsfamily.com. We offer many ways to help you groom your authentic expression. Here we grow. Yeah, usually I say hello to the people we check in and then I'm like, okay, we're going to record the show. We're going to do this and that. But I, uh, we got chatting so easily. So yeah. Well, let's recap. Let's do like a harvesting of the gold. Let's see if we can't just recap what we feel like we, we were able to cultivate in our hello. Oh my gosh, you're going to recap. Uh, no, that's I, I, have... I don't go backwards. It's like, no, what if you get downloads and you speak, it's like, that's for oh, me. So maybe that's not a good superhero power that I can reflect it. Because when I sit with people, I reflect back what they're saying and help it kind of like move and understand what they're saying. So I use that ability, like when I come into a group, I can say everything that happened. Like I'm like like taking like I'm like an old whale like taking like the records. Do you know? Oh yeah, I can do that. It's just don't ask me what I said because that oh, wasn't okay. me. Right? Okay, so I I can tell you what you said. So your your uh, your aunt was able to bring in the value of kindness and firmness. Yeah, you talked about how leaders have the same types of um, issues in families that they do in organizations. Mm-hmm. And that is similar to that kind of stuff. And that patterns grow after three times of doing things. And when you're meeting a pattern, the first thing you want to do is look at yourself and see what your part in the pattern is. And then yeah. ask the other person what their part, like notice what they might need. And then together decide to break the pattern. Mm-hmm. So about patterns. And then we went into codependence and the layered way that it grows and how it can limit authentic expression. Yeah. Cool. So that's what I think we talked about. And uh, yeah, thanks for the clarity and all those things. That was stuff that I don't necessarily think of the way you think of it and hearing the way you thought about it made it more real and clear for me. You're welcome. And there's, you know, just different approaches, right? I mean, and and, and a person like um, an expert or a leader like you and I and the work that we do, we can end up down a similar track each time, kind of come from the same frame. So that's something, you know, I've had my company for 20 years and that's something for me. It's like, I've got to keep this interesting for me mm. so that I can be offer interesting advice that, you know, not that it all has to be fun and light because it's not, mm-hmm. but there has to be the, substance in there meaningful substance yeah and so when i come at it from different approaches and we talked about the archetypes right mm-hmm. you brought those up and bringing the different archetypes in is a fun way to do that yeah like accepting all your aspects all the ways that you kind of developed yourself over the experiences you had right right and that's really what they're looking for they want the different kind of feedback because they're stuck in their same old same old Mm-hmm. And now you expand their way of thinking, and then they have to be, they're forced to think differently. When they think differently, they speak differently, it lands differently within, they get more aware of, well, what's my truth here? 
-hmm. because I've noticed that more and more so people are just taking surface information and making it true. And I'm like, don't be lazy and sloppy. You Mm -hmm. do your due diligence. You dig down on anything. You can't just accept another person's point of view and take it on as your own. That's being lazy. You've got to check it in with how does this land for me? Mm hmm. Yeah. Not that it's wrong, not that what the other person is coming across with is wrong, but that's their deal. How is it true for you? Because you have to lead from your own authenticity or you're not an authentic leader and people can smell that. Mm hmm. Yeah. I can hear that. Thank you for that clarity. And I would say that that actually comes from just being able to be sovereign, right? Yeah, it's that archetype. Bring your sovereignty. My friends all know me as Wonder Woman, right? Ah, powerful. You know, because I just love all that. Because it's like, boy, <laughs> really step out there and put yourself out, you know, out, but in a way of true on authenticity, integrity, and love. Mm-hmm. But how powerful you can be with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's my nickname with a lot of my friends, Wonder Woman. Is- yeah. Nice. I, I have an affiliation fun. to her too. And so yeah. some of my good friends, I think some of us girls, you know, we took yeah. to that idea that right. we could be ever changing and we could be right. that, you know, that lasso of truth and those things yeah. like that, that we could, you know, harness some of our power. Right. That's true. Two little wonder women want to be sitting here talking about life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems that you have done a lot of wonderful things and I appreciate what you're bringing into the business. Cause I just certainly wonder when I consider what this is, this whole conversation, it is an authentication process, right? Because every time you put yourself into these situations, you're kind of polished and buffed by the experience of the other people that you connect to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like it just happens like that. Like you grow more yeah. clear, you grow more re- refined, you know, like right. just like water hitting each other. Like it, it develops us. Yes. I love how you use a lot of metaphors. I think, you know, those speak so strongly to the unconscious mind. You have great metaphors. So that's cool. Yeah, well, that's the what helps it make sense to me. I live in a real <laughs> desire for sensibility. Yeah. So when I can get an image in my brain and say the image, it helps it go through. Like I used yeah. to say, like it comes down and goes through. That's yeah. the way it works when you're me. Right. That's cool. Everybody does it how they do it, like you say. That's the fun part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just a great way to communicate and have it land with your audience when you can mm-hmm. speak in stories and metaphors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you have some of that, like that firm, like that stuff that can really stay with you, right? Because mm-hmm. the people always say, Madeline, what did you say? How did you say that? Can you say that again? And like you say, I can't say that again. That, that yeah. came through me. Like, what are you talking about? Say that again. Because it's something like yeah. it, maybe. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to probably repeat myself to a degree because I have certain, you know, core beliefs, a certain way that I hold myself, you know. But this also teaches them that not everything is coming from the intellect. But people always think I am. They always think I am. I can tell you the buff, the guff I get back from certain groups of people when they hear me speak. They think I'm in spiritual override. I'm intellectualizing this and that. And I'm like, you don't know me at all. I would never Uh -uh. spend my time doing such stupid shit like that. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. (laughs) But that's how I sound. Right. That's how I sound. But it's because it comes from a strong piece like it comes yeah. from a deep like a whale like energy like it's what they gave me like what's my voice that's why i make up songs and stuff i came with a well, voice 
And I think that's why there's a lot of happiness and unhappiness and distress because people know that there's more to them, but they don't know how to access it and they don't know what it is. And it can be a little fearful when people realize how powerful they can be. There's a fear that goes with that. Mm-hmm. And then they're not accepted and it's like, no, no, no change. I like you the way you are, all of that. So it's a big deal to really step into your truth. So I always give everybody full permission to be <laughs> each and every one of all how you are. Just nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm hanging around a lot of girls, I have all boys and, you know, to a husband. So I saw four boys. It's like, I jokingly well, call it like a sausage party. Like I'm, I don't have like, <laughs> and I grew up in a house. <laughs> it's like, so oh no. <laughs> So, so I don't have the reflection of girls around me and it really does sweeten you up when you're around all the girls and you can be more playful and expressive. You know what I mean? Like being around all the boys has definitely been a shaping. Yeah. Hastement. Yeah. <laughs> Hello everyone. Welcome to our new voice. Today we have a, a new friend to me, Joy, who's in her sixties. Welcome Joy. Thank you. So glad to have you here. It's really been wonderful learning you so far. So the first question that we want to bring into the conversation is, how were you informed of your gender? Like, how did you kind of understand yourself to be a girl, if that's how you identify? Yes, I identify that way. And I've got four sisters. So we always did a lot of girly things growing up. And when I would think about, well, what do I want to be when I grow up? It would be... uh, the nurse, or at that time, they were stewardesses, right? So I thought, well, I'm going to check that out. So I went to be a candy striper, see how I like being a nurse. Well, I could not even bring a tray of food into a room without being completely nauseous. So I went, okay, I can't be around that. I took my first flight and realized that stewardesses, well, it seems like they're wait staff. That's really not what I'm looking for. And... <laughs> So I just, um, I ended up doing some executive assistant type of work and I loved learning. I felt like there was so much more to me than what I was actually, how I was actually living. I was very, very shy, very quiet. And I ended up becoming an executive in a company and I had a corporate coach. And the things that she taught me, I'd never heard before because I was finance and operations at that point. As, as a strong woman leader, and I'm hearing these softer skills that I had not learned before. And I was working for a live events company and Tony Robbins moves large audiences. So I went to one of his events to find out how do you move a large audience with the company that we were working with. And he was telling me the same things my corporate coach was. I'm like, okay, there is something here that I have missed. So I went to coaching schools and the Marianne Williamson had written um, Nelson Mandela's speech, I think in 1994, his inaugurational inaugurational speech. And it was about being the light, shining brightly so others can shine brightly around you. I realized that I kept shutting myself down. I didn't want not to be greater than or better than anybody else. So I would just diminish myself. And that gave me permission to just shine strongly as a woman. And, you know, I accomplished many things and changed my entire career, changed my entire life, actually, 
every category of my life I changed. And it's developed into me being an executive coach. I have my own company for the last 20 years. I ended up coaching for Tony's company for 10 years. And yeah, completely different. So I feel like I can be in my power. I know I associate with Wonder Woman. That's what my friends call me. (laughs) I feel pretty powerful. And yet, you know, in in a kind way, in a powerful way, I own, yeah, very much own who I am. Nice. That's awesome, Joy. So tell me, which one of the five were you? Where were you in the lineup? I was middle in the family because we had two older brothers and then five girls. And then I was the second oldest sister. I had three younger sisters. Okay. Nice. So you were really involved with all of them growing up. Yes. And did they all kind of take on such a strong path and drive like you? Uh, my brothers did. My older sister did. Yeah, everybody pretty much did. That's yeah. awesome. That's nice yeah. when we can inspire each other like that. Right? Yes. Yeah. And you know, our parents were awesome. So I think that's a big part of it is the parental role is so important in families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. They hold the, they hold the template in a way, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, is there anything else you want to say about what it is that you feel informed you about being a woman? Because that was pretty, uh, that brought us almost to now. So that was a long line, but a beautiful one. Is there anything else though that you want to say about how you identified or got cues about being a girl? I think it was just different then. It was just normal and natural to be feminine as a girl in, in my world and how I grew up. And I, you know, I think, and I talked about parenting and the importance of that. I think it's challenging now just to be accepting and nurturing when things are changing now, but that's life, right? It continues Mm -hmm. to ebb and flow. And this is just something else that, okay, how do we incorporate this and why is it important and go through similar questions with, with anything else, whether it's gender or, you know, a different category. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we touched on so many juicy topics that as I ask you these questions, I like want to run ahead to the other things we talked about, but I'm going to keep my focus anyway, because there's really so much fun stuff. So let's go on to relationships. What did you learn about yourself as far as being a woman in relationships? And that can be, you know, as a parent, as a partner, as, you know, someone in business, what did you learn about yourself as you grew through your relationships? Oh my gosh, there's so many relationships in life at this point, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, True story. My yeah. As a, let's see, how would I take it up here? Relationships with sisters, you know, we have the usual things that sisters have, right? Petty fighting and, and all of that, but yet a deep caring for one another. And relationships and with colleagues is respect and appreciation and, you know, knowing when you can be yourself fully and when you can't. I remember that. (laughs) Learning that one, learning that one, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then being in a relationship with a partner is, you know, the importance of being with someone who will accept you for whoever you are and whoever you're not. And that there's a strong trust and respect in that. I think that's, is to me, that became very important in relationships. Relationship with my kids. I have three kids and they're these incredible adults who 
are very different from one another, but they really are good people. And I feel really great about that because I think that there's some impact that I might've had in that. So I think that relationship is really important. Uh, relationship with self is number one. And my journey has brought me back to a relationship with self in a way, you know, you peel back all the layers and get to your true authentic core. And it's kind of like I use the expression of feeling good in your own skin. Yeah, when you just have clarity and you don't necessarily need to apologize for standing in your truth and mm -hmm. being willing to be different. You know, I am not your, I'm a different type of person that everybody calls real mind. Gosh, you are so unique. Yeah, I guess I am. But that's, I value that uniqueness and yeah. doing my life in a particular way. And yeah, I'm in my 60s, but I pretend like I'm in my 30s and just <laughs> do life how I did it then. In some you, look, you look it, you look like you're in your 30s. You look great. Oh. So it's obviously oh. working. It's wonderful. Oh, thank so, you. You know, it's funny that you bring this in because this morning I, I met a perception that left me not really feeling as solid as I like to feel. I brought in the, the reflection of nurturing innocence and that there's a, a way that I can grow more sweetness by nurturing innocence in others and not looking for how they might be hurting me or thinking that they're hurting me, right? Yeah. But when I said it, it sounded like, because, you know, you see me, I, I have a hippie-ish kind of look, people would say, I was singing Kumbaya, but I wasn't singing Kumbaya. I was singing, let's nurture innocence and be curious of each other. Because like in our earlier conversation, patterns play on us so quickly and people are just caught up in patterns. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, part of how we're wired it is to do patterns. The other part of how we're wired is people have the same concerns. I'm not enough then I won't be loved. So when people come across in a way that's not very nice or kind, it's coming from a place of hurt or coming from the younger them that they never healed. Of course, they're not aware of any of that. So mm -hmm. I love that you want to see the innocence in people because it's there in each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. And for yeah. you to have that frame is, and hold people to that standard you know, communicate from there. I think that's beautiful. Well, thanks for reflecting it that way. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate that we're each allowed to come to it how we come to it, right? Because I'm just looking to say, how do I get past the things that come up when that person's in front of me? And the best way I could consider that was to get to who they are when they're innocent and they're not some projection or, you know, mutual projection that lives in the vibration that we're kind of like play in, right? Because a lot of this stuff is projection going back and forth. Oh, people, you have no idea how many things are going on, right? And the interesting thing is they always say when you're in communication with somebody else, the first thing is physiology. You know, I'll notice your physiology, then I'll notice your tonality, and then I'll listen to your words. That's for the most part, that's how communication happens. But I think what people forget is that it's different when you communicate with yourself. Words matter. So the mm -hmm. self-talk, we have what, tens of thousands of thoughts a day, that self-talk matters because the words matter, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, well, we're, we're instruments, right? We're tuning ourselves yeah. to our own voices. Like I said, 
you might like my voice and you might like what I want to say, but find something that you're going to say to yourself because you love your voice and your body loves yeah. your voice and yeah. speak your voice like your whole body can feel it. It right. makes sounds so you can feel it because right. then you're connecting to all of it and then speaking your life into existence as much as we can. Or who knows what's yeah. ours to decide, you know? Right. Well, and, you know, breath, the importance of breath. And I'm just getting certified to scuba dive, right? So, of course, I'm in the middle of a hurricane with in Florida here. So we just had that. So the dive was supposed to happen this weekend to get certified. Mm -hmm. So that isn't going to happen. So resiliency in life. But the importance of breath, you know how different it is when you go underwater with a big tank on and that's, you know, you're trusting that you can breathe underwater. That's, I think that's just such a great metaphor for trusting that you can always breathe. Trust yourself oh, that you can always that. get through it. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah there's a, there's a breath tank with you. There's a breath tank with yeah. you. You're gonna and you have through. to lose your mask and you have to restrap your buddy's tank on. There's all these things that happen that could cause a mishap, but how are you going to prepare yourself to deal with whatever it is and not have it shut you down and not have it say never again, you know, and it's easy for people to just go from one end of the pendulum to the other and you know it's it's not helpful but that that clarity and that that setting that attention for yourself and that kindness to yourself love that love mm -hmm. for yourself is so important yeah i really like what you're saying so then you learned about through your life through relationships that the value of the relationship with yourself was the primary one to have nice relationships right well done, right. Joy. That's beautiful. Well, don't they, you know, and it, it's true, you know, complete yourself first and then look for that other partner. Otherwise, you're looking mm -hmm. for somebody else to complete you, which is not their job and not possible. And then it doesn't work. And, you know, it just goes on and on. So it's like taking that pause. Everybody's in such a hurry all the time, right? Slow it down. Take the pause. You have all the time you need. Get your ducks in a row. And then you'll get that huge level of fulfillment because... You took your time and put yourself first. But no, 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 we learn that's selfish. You can't be selfish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's just that self-care and self-love. Get clear and then be in your power. Or be happy, you know, I mean, being happy, like accepting where life mm -hmm. is, see beauty in the day, you know, take the time you need to sit and rub your foot before you put on your shoe. Like, just be happy, you know, like right. just let yourself be present with yourself because my dad would always say that he'd say, Madeline, your only job is to make yourself happy. But the people around him thought he was so selfish and not doing what he was supposed to do. So I thought he was wrong. Like, what do you mean make myself happy? I can't be selfish like that. I have to make sure I make everyone else is okay. What the yeah. heck? Like, yeah. I don't want to do that. That's, That's a big up. job. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't want that job. I quit. Yeah. So let's give all the listeners full permission to put themselves first, huh? Please, God. And make yourself happy because then you vibrate joy and happiness. And yeah. then you might see differently. Who knows? Yeah. And hear yeah. differently. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. I love that intention. Wonderful. So then let's go on to how do you discern the truth for yourself or what practices cultivate that self-awareness or that intuition that you use to kind of like direct yourself? Well, I love to learn. And so I'm an ongoing learner. 
So when I made the shift into my own company, I went to three different coaching schools and all of Tony's programs. And, and then I would work with people and I'd be like, why are we setting the same goals? But you're not, we're setting goals, you know, this is really what you want, but then you don't accomplish them. So then I uh, went and got certified in hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic psychology because I figured I had to get to the root of what was really going on. Well, then I had, you know, a friend who had a brain tumor and she had a healing touch and I wanted to, you know, I felt all these things in my hand. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a healer. I didn't know it. So I trained in Reiki and healing touch and, and then just um, really working with the, on the spiritual side of things now. So I have a very holistic approach to how I show up in life. Oh, so you meet yourself with all of those awarenesses and you take care of yourself by learning that you have those natural gifts to kind of heal yourself is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And when I can transform me, then I know that I can include that with other people. I try things on myself. You know, I want the experience of it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not that they'll have the same experience, but I want part of that experience. That's my curiosity. I'm a super curious person. And I always want to look on the other side of things. Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of what I, I think is important for people. They rather than just don't take the information for granted. Look on the other side, upside down, twist it around. You know, put yeah. your thoughts and beliefs in there and see what you come up with. Because there's no truth. It's just perspective anyway. You know, oh, that's uh, that is well, so on point. I agree 100 percent. It really yeah, is just different perspectives. And yeah, I mean, when I was in college and overall, that's the way I like to learn. I like to learn by picking up all the different things and seeing them together like yourself, that curiosity. It makes mm -hmm. learning fun. Yeah. And I'm kinesthetic as a learner, so I'm very hands on. So if you just mm -hmm. tell me it's like I won't integrate a lot of it. So I like take notes and, you know, have my squishy ball and do other things so I can learn, you know, and visual people need to see something. And the lowest, not the lowest, but the least um, uh, learning style is auditory. And look at how auditory we are in our world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when mm -hmm. you see it, when you experience it, it can help deepen what you really want to learn. Yeah. And so that you can take care of yourself that way. I agree. Yeah. Then when you experience it, it helps it become more real. Yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Nice. That's beautiful practices. I'm really appreciating the the strength of what you've grown in yourself and what you're able to articulate and from the clarity that you hold. It's it's refreshing. Well, I can surprise myself sometimes. I realize what a left brain I had in finance and operations, and now I switched way over. I uh -huh. draw, I paint, I sing, I meditate, all these new ways of being that I wasn't before. And it's like, well, that's kind of cool. So now <laughs> I get to have a blend and I love business. Mm -hmm. So I can bring all my, you know, business brain into working with these leaders, but then I give them a holistic approach that they have never learned in any of their PhDs or MBAs or any yeah, of that, right? So right. it's a whole new way to have them, you know, consider, you might consider this. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. And it is so much like that. It's just giving you something to do. Like the clients will say sometimes they get like a weekly chew, like we'll have a conversation and it's just something that they just think about throughout the week and kind of yeah. integrate into all their beliefs and what right. parts feels true and doesn't feel true to them. Right. 
Mm-hmm. What do you suggest for some shared values or values that you could see us all sharing as a human family, if you will? Do you have any suggestions for shared values? Love. <laughs> I just think, you know, I mean, Love? keep it simple. Yeah. I, I do values exercises with people because when you can narrow it down to your top five values and then live your life that way, it's completely fulfilling. You're very authentic. And, you know, it's like trust, respect, love, nurture, you know, it's just the basic things. We don't want to get away from that. You know, it doesn't matter the gender. It doesn't matter any of that. What is the foundation that is important to live by? So I just, you know, let's not lose sight of our values. That's awesome. Thank you so much for not losing sight of yours and for coming on to our new voice today. Hope to have you in some of the other conversations along the way. Oh, thank you, Madeline. I enjoyed it. Peace. Hi, this is Madeline again. If you're interested in learning more about co-creation and building a new foundation, check out the website gwtestfamily.com and get involved. Join us in growing this frequency of more peace and harmony and possibility. Turning in all the directions. Calling above and below to the space inside me that longs to glow. I call for the wisdom of my teachers and my elders and the wisest part of me. What is it that's going to set us free? How can we find harmony in this family? Please teach me. Show me the way. I know. The way will open. Where is it? Where's the vibe? Rhythm in the middle. Stay centered. Stay true. Do what you're here to do. That's what'll soothe your soul. Rhythm in the middle Rhythm in the middle Rhythm